Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Kagongo and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite for a chat about the China Banks and this, the New America video. The Kearney Street footbridge, known in skateboarding as the China Banks, is slated for demolition sometime next year. Spots come and go, but when an iconic one gets destroyed, it's a little bit different. How's it hitting for you, Patrick? It feels weird. Um, first of all, I've never skated it. And it seems like from the testimony of a lot of people across the skateboard internet that it is ridiculously difficult to skate. But I feel kind of strange because on one hand, you know, I wonder, should skateboarding develop a practice of spot heritage and preservation? On the other hand, I love the fact that there are just some places that none of us will ever get to skate again. Um, I felt that way about Pier 7 up until very recently when um, I found out on my last trip to San Francisco that the spot had been uncapped. I mean, Jason, Templeton, do you all think that we should start campaigning more to preserve these spots? And what would that look like? Because we all know, you know, we talked about how DC Shoes tried to offer the city of Philadelphia a ton of money for a skateboard company to help preserve and maintain Love Park. And the city, you know, politics being what they are, they said no. Is this something that's worth our time? I mean, we have a couple of urbanists in the mix, you know, Max Dubler, Ocean Howell, there's plenty of other urban planners who skate. Is this something, is this a space that we need to start, do we, do we need to start going to town meetings and be like, save the clock tower for every skate spot? Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, that would be sick. I think the only example of that I could think of in the U.S. is Santa Monica Courthouse, when I guess Nike stepped in and did whatever they do and got them to, you know, make the space. I think they had like certain hours where it's cool to skate there and they put that metal over the ledges and everything. But something like that, like in a really like heritage with skaters advocating for spots would require city governments actually acknowledging skating as something with value, like which they don't. It's like the opposite of that. Like in that San Francisco Chronicle article that we read, so you're ready for this podcast, like they just mentioned skating like as an afterthought at the end. Like, what did they say? Like, uh, not that many people use the bridge except for like skaters who scratch up the benches or some shit. However, you know, when you look at Copenhagen, they're actually designing spaces, public spaces with skating in mind, which is like bizarre world from over here, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the dream that I don't think we'll ever. Well, it, you know, it's probably a long way off here in the States, but it could happen in, like, a progressive town with, like, I don't know, there's, like, more people who grew up skating that are now in yeah, government, yeah, so it could happen, but still pretty crazy. Personally, I I think churn is good. I, I think not so much for China Banks, but for, like, big stair spots or, like, big handrails, I think it's good when those things disappear because the the bar moves, so it's, like... Somebody made a name for themselves, like, board sliding Hollywood 18, 16? I don't know. But then now there's, like, 12-year-olds doing that, like, in their Instagram clips. So yeah. the, the bar moves. But I think with China Banks, I have been there, and it's fucking hard to skate. Like, I ate shit trying to carve over one of the small benches. In my defense, I was there by myself, so I wasn't, like, you know, properly warmed up, properly it was, stoked. But uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a heated sesh. Correct. Yeah, I think in a heated sesh, I could have I could have made it over um, without too much trouble. But I was there by myself, and I just hate shit. But anyway, it's like a complicated, hard to skate spot where I, I don't think that skateboarding's changing bar makes it 
any easier to skate, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. And I think you, both of you have framed this against that larger question of what is a city really? Because you look at a place like San Francisco, which has basically sold its soul to who? I have no idea. It's probably a combination of uh, crappy developers and tech companies. But, you know, I cannot believe that a city that gave us EMB, Sly and the Family Stone, uh, all kinds of amazing and wild, the whole Bay Area, and that you have this, it's almost as though you have people who just want to suck all of the fun and the danger and the culture out of city living, basically, so they can turn a city into a big, stupid suburb, which is beyond irritating. I think skateboarding has been successful in advocacy, like, for example, with uh, South Bank. But that was like a huge, 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 huge concerted effort. And there is a similarity. I, um, are either of you um, architecture historians? South Bank, if I remember correctly, is brutalist, right? Yes. Oh, funny you should mention brutalism, Patrick, because getting ready for this podcast, I became an expert in it, in brutalism architecture. Well, the thing is that South Bank was part of a huge development that came up during the post-war era. And you saw this in a lot of parts of uh, Western Europe that were destroyed by the Blitzkrieg, um, and then subsequently by um, in on continental Europe by the the Allied counterbombing. So you, they had to build things relatively quickly. So you have places where just filled. What a lot of people complain is very ugly architecture, but brutalism is amazing for skating, and and it's all that concrete. And San Francisco's filled with it. And what's what's frustrating is that. Skateboarding is actually part of San Francisco's cultural heart and soul. And, you know, you look at a place like South Bank, South Bank is a part, is a central meeting point, a historic starting point for British skateboarding. And the, you know, the, the activists who worked tirelessly to save South Bank framed it as such and said, like, this is a place of cultural heritage. This is not just like all of the skateboarders hang out here. Like this is um this is where British skateboarding really really you know was introduced to the world and it's unfortunate that in America that you have people who are so married to the idea of uh, oh we have to preserve the property oh like don't don't scratch up the benches and refuse to think about skateboarding as something that's here I mean like again it goes back to the Olympics skateboarding's in the Olympics how are you gonna just shrug your shoulders I mean. Most of modern skateboarding, modern skateboarding right now can be traced to San Francisco in the 1990s. Like, dog. Yeah, I think as far as pre preservation goes, it's like, where do you stop? Like, you're going to save China Banks, you're going to save EMB, uh, we missed Hubba, going to save Pier 7, going to save Bay Blocks. Like, there's so many spots. I think that, like, the powers that be would be like, is there anywhere in this fucking city that you guys haven't claimed or, like, isn't historic at some uh, in some level? You know, like... We're skating on people's houses and people's private property and like it, it just like i can't imagine like putting up a plaque that says like keith huffnagel ollie this fire hydrant in 1997. <laughs> dog i that would be worth that would be worth a, a blue plaque or something like that one of those gold ones <laughs> you raise a really good point because preservation is you know preservation acts are something that are kind of used as a weapon against against development and against uh and in, in a lot of cases against progress and something like there's a lot of skaters who can speak to this and are quite vocal about it either as as journalists or as as urban planners or or, or urbanists 
And you're right. You have to ask yourself, like, what's the point? Like, are you going to say, oh, you can't destroy this beautiful arts and crafts house and build up a fourplex or build an apartment building? You're going to, quote unquote, change the character of the neighborhood. And that's where it gets infuriating because that's something that's an attitude that has contributed, at least in California, to a housing crisis, um, actually in cities all across America. But, you know, skateboarding is, you know, skateboarding is it's an all American thing. It's anti-patriotic. <laughs> to uh to not let people skate come on dog well yeah back to um like what you were saying about san francisco inventing street skating like the thing about brutalism is there were like at least three things that were built around the same time uh love park i think was built in like 1968 that's kind of brutalist uh justin herman plaza better known as embarcadero that was built like around the same time like 1970 or 71 as were the China banks. So that was a bunch of brutalism like happening at the same time. And Hubba also like don't know when it was built, but that whole style of like sky bridges or whatever and like the concrete and shit. I think it's safe to say that that's kind of brutalist too. So like as architecture, I guess, came to America and then 15 years later or whatever, skaters kind of like figured it out and they like wrote the book of street skating in that like eight or so years when all this shit was like kind of open and like not stopped yet. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. crazy. It was like a soup tiny window in time, but it was enough to like, you know, to create like the canon of street skating. Yeah. Yeah. Which we're still, we are still drawing from today. I mean, basically it's like Henry Sanchez, Mike Carroll and a handful of other people in the Bay area skating at EMB. Like we are, you know, we're living in their shadow still. Yeah, and like that I mean plaza skating will never die. Like it'll there's Stalin, like Barcelona or whatever, Muni. But that was like the window, probably from like eight, I would say like eighty six to like trilogy when like the canon of, of street skating, plaza skating was written up there. And uh now they're just like, Well, let's like blow it up and make it some fucking weird mixed use park space you know with like probably with like those uh what are those elliptical machines that they have in parks now they have them down at the seaport in new york oh mm -hmm. yeah those are great that that's a nice use of public space but yeah, yeah. i mean ideally they should be building housing like let's keep it 100 yeah, yeah i don't know i mean this article that we read it said that this particular neighborhood is one of the densest in the country and you know a lot of those people living in those dense housing don't have a yard don't have a place to be outside so i think uh, having a nice park in a dense neighborhood makes a lot of sense and it's yeah, probably going to get a lot more point. use than most parks. So I'm, I'm all, I'm all for progress, you know, and like skateboarding is progressive too. Like we'll always find a way, we'll always find new spots. You know, Union Square got redone and like there's a whole bunch of new spots. You know, we lost some, but we gained some and that's just kind of how it goes. And I, I feel like we can't lose sight of the fact that we're just parasites you know, like we're we're fucking rats cruising through the city trying to get a piece of cheese or, you know, a wedge of cheese to launch over a trash can or whatever. Yeah, like nothing is ours. Nothing is guaranteed. You know, get it while you can. And with China banks about to go under the hammer, it's time to go get yours. But people get out there and, and get some. Do you guys have any favorite tricks at China banks? I'd say Pat Duffy. Like backside tail slide, not over the bench, just like at the big part, like beyond the benches. That's pretty inconceivable. That was pretty crazy. Or like cardio, cardio just fifty fifty and way back or whatever. You know, 
and going with cardio. Yeah, that's a good one. Patrick, what stands out to you? Um, there's a montage in Transworld's Greatest Hits where I'm trying to remember who it was. It was kind of like cruising and carving up and down the banks. Um, damn it, this is going to bother me for some time. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Obviously, like, Dandra Hobel, the man. I mean, pretty much like any of, like, uh, like anybody... Anybody San Francisco think or real? Oh, Phil Shaw. Oh my God. Yeah. Like Phil any Shao photo, sure. a, any photo or video of Phil Shaw, uh, RIP, skating the China Banks. I mean, and also think, think about how difficult that spot is to skate. The fact that anybody can get anything. I mean, um, obviously, Busenitz. I mean, Templeton, what about you? Yeah, to me, it's Busenitz. I, I feel like he's got a, he's done a bunch of shit there. The thing that really stuck out to me was, it was like an alley-oop to fakie manual on the bench. So he like goes up, he, let's see, he carves up the bank front side and then pops out backside, like backside 90 into a fakie manual on the bench. And it's so just like, you know, it's like hard for me to describe, but it, it just, it, it just boggles the mind how he got and kept speed and maintained balance through that. Like, it's incredible. And lots of crazy shit has gone down there, you know, like over the years. Oh, I remembered who it was who was kind of cruising and carving skating the China Banks um, and skating to, I think it was a song by Nanda Zip. It was Dan Drahobel and it's where he does, um, does a grab over one of the benches, goes and does a quick flat ground, flat ground 180, pops up onto a bench and then backs, I think, switch back 180s uh, into the bank. Just so good. What's frustrating about this spot is that because it's so difficult and it's such a because it's such a bust. Oh, like Sadvalian getting tossed around like a rag doll by a cop in Welcome to Hell on the Friends section. Like yeah, that, that was one of the first things that came to my mind. Yeah, Sadvalian. Oh man, um, because the spot is so difficult and because it's such a bust, you almost feel like you'll never get to have like one of those last like Love Park. Like we got to see those last sessions at Love and how amazing they were. How's it going to look if you have, say, 200 skateboarders swarming on this spot and trying to get tricks in? Is that going to work? It might. I mean, I, I feel like this is a Thrasher, Buster, Bale kind of scenario. It's in their backyard. They should, they should do it. Yeah, what's, what was the uh, like regular day-to-day bus factor for that place? Because I always thought because it was like in a public area or whatever, it was like no bust. I got the boot when we went. I got the boot from some like Hilton security person. Yeah, and I was like, okay, and then I kept skating for like <laughs> ten more minutes. So I, I think it's like a medium bus factor, and probably right. one of those places where like sometimes you can skate for a while and sometimes not. Just kind of mm-hmm. roll the dice. Yeah, and especially like thinking about that Satvalian footage, you know, I'm thinking like, is it really worth it? <laughs> I think if you know? if you got a trick, it's worth it, you know, because like to. To put your name on the list at an iconic spot, like that means something. Twenty years later, we're talking about Savo Leon getting yoked up by the cops. Like he he made his mark. So I I think it's always worth it to go big big game hunting in at, at iconic spots. Yeah, but you know, thinking about like a love park and how beautiful that looked, just all those people, the lights, the cameras, you know, the filmers, all in place, and folks really like going hard in the paint knowing that i'll never be able to get this again that's that you're right there is something beautiful about that and it does tie to that storyline about skateboarding being progressive and you're always on you're always in search of the next great spot but 
I guess the question is like looking at San Francisco and looking at how important San Francisco has been to street skating and the evolution of street skating and street skating culture. There's something really tragic about losing all of these spots. It'd be one thing if the city was still cool. But the unfortunate thing is it's not. It's not what it was in the 90s. It's not what it was in the 70s or 80s and definitely not what it was in the 60s. And that's not just uh, that's not bullshit nostalgia. It's just like so many of the the places that made San Francisco the freak capital of the West Coast, they're gone. So many institutions that maintain that the bookstores, the, the record shops, the people and, you know, it's, it's even worse than that, than that Jason Dill quote about, uh, I'm twisting the quote here, like he said skateboarding sold its soul to the, you know, sold itself to the mall. San Francisco did something way worse, you know? I mean, what about like, say like a Brooklyn Banks? Like the Banks is gone. Should it come back? If so, how? Yeah, I forgot about the Banks. Like there was a big movement to save it or, you know, make it into a viable spot. I guess for like years, like decades, I guess. I guess I assume it's still going on. I don't know. Yeah, to me, I'm just like, keep it moving, you know? Like that that spot that wasn't ours, we didn't own it. We just went there and skated. Yeah. Now we can't, so we're going to go somewhere else. And like, you know, it sucks to lose a spot, but it's good motivation to go out there and find another. And there's tons of spots out there. You just got to look, you got to work for it. Like, make it fucking happen, dude. Yeah, I mean, I kind of don't really need to see another wall ride at the banks, you know. But, uh, yeah, on one hand, it's kind of like, well, that's how skating is. Spots come and go and move on with life, you know. But, like, on the other hand, it's kind of, like, sad that he's such a like, uh, iconic and, like, cool-looking spot just, like, get blown up or whatever, you know. Or any, any cool-looking or iconic spot. Yeah, an emphasis on the actual and correct use of, of iconic. Um, <laughs> it's... <laughs> legend it's legend straight up icon <laughs> but like look at like emb is still there uh, and i'm gonna assume that the bust factor is still relatively high like people have been getting clips there for a few years now it's been showing up in a bunch of supreme edits and um gx 1000 folk but it's not like it was when you had swarms of kids and there were kids just skating every single corner of the spot what would be so bad what would be so bad about a city like san francisco putting in some work, taking some of that money, fixing up, you know, fixing up some of the, uh, you know, patching up some holes and actually turning it into a legit spot. Is that cheating? Kind of like how um, West LA did that with the Santa Monica courthouse? I think it's fine. I'm, I'm down for that. I think that there needs to be more mixed use skate spots. I, I think that's like the way to go. Like I'd much rather skate a purpose built ledge on the edge of a basketball court than being in a skate park. Yeah, well, they would, Patrick, they'd probably say to you, like, oh, well, there's Soma, like, go over there, you know? Yeah, but what if I don't want to go to a skate park? Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think like, that's hard for normies to understand. Yeah, like, yeah, totally, yeah. You know, it's True. like, we built, we built you a skate park. It's got everything you could ever want. It's got these <laughs> ramps. It's got more ramps, you know, like... See, it but just like seems being, like perfect for, to normies. But being a skater in a city, it's about interacting with the city. And what's key to that is being able to interact, going to a bodega, you know, getting, you know, food and drink, maybe stopping by a bar, uh, going to a restaurant, whatever. Uh, you know, maybe there's a skate shop nearby. Like, and you look at cities like Barcelona, like Copenhagen, who have created skate parks that are about the size of like, like a basketball court. It's, it, you know, I don't even know if you call them 
spots or parts of some sort of cool hybrid because they're just small enough and they're perfect and they're not isolated. And in California, you know, you have the very extreme example of uh, having these parks, honestly, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, like way out there near freeways, you know, no shade, like for example, Sheldon skate park, which a few years ago was filled up with sand because, um, there was some sort of beef between the, the city council and folks hanging out there and people were wiling, uh, breaking glass and partying on the late night tip. Uh, that park is honestly, it's like in a huge patch that's right near two freeways with very, very little shade in the San Fernando Valley, which gets hot as hell in the summertime. That is not what skate you know that is a part of skateboarding yes like having parks like it's a historic thing especially in southern california you had parks that were out you know big huge parks out in the middle of nowhere but you know modern skateboarding is also in the city and it's absurd to think that you can just kind of push all the skaters out to one corner and it's like okay forget about it and i think this is where having those urban planners those council members those people who are able to kind of uh, translate between skate speech and normie speech and be able to establish uh, an understanding between the two. It, it's, there's something, there's something absurd about just like, oh, just go to this park out in the middle of nowhere. I was like, oh, where am I supposed to get a bottle of water? 10 blocks away? Come on, dog. Yeah, Double I think three. the idea of a skate park is pretty twisted at this point. Templeton, are, are you still park sober? I am, yeah. I there think, you go. Um, I think mm-hmm. I'll be skate park sober until uh, this coming April. Um, going out to Wenatchee, Washington, and they have a skate park that looks actually pretty fun. So I'm going to check that out. Oh, yeah, with uh, straight fucking ledges? That's all it is. It's like... No, no well, shit. It's, it's like a ledge, a curved ledge, and a bank to ledge. And that's That's it. all you need. Mm-hmm. Like, it, with all these parks and shit, it's funny how there's, like, no one just made the perfect park for street skating, which is, like, a lot of flat couple straight fucking ledges, like a quarter pipe, maybe a bank, maybe a bank to ledge. And that's it. It's always like a ledge with like no space. You know, everyone's lining up to skate the ledge. Well, these park designers, they got to justify their fee. And the city council sees like, oh, you built like three blocks. We're not going to give you a bunch (laughs) of money for that, dude. Like you got to build some swoopy, swoopy quarter pipes. Like like a, like a, like a pool and shit. Yeah. Like a, domed like three quarter pipe or whatever the fuck like with three quarter three quarters oververt or something right that like two people in the whole world can skate oh yeah that's obnoxious <laughs> but what i guess i don't know maybe it would be great to to speak to somebody who has that experience building parks working with the councils who can explain to us why do y'all need to go and spend od money to do this when honestly you could just it could be the size of a basketball court and have just a bunch of curbs would y'all be con- would you be content if your respective city said we're building a park and it was just like it was just like a curb spot? No, fuck Double- that. <laughs> really? Yeah, curbs are so like I can only do like one trick on a curb. What about curbs of different heights? I need a ledge. I, I need something I can ollie onto and do a Smith grind on. All right, manual pad. Well, you curbs. Well, you actually you actually ollie onto ledge tricks. Yeah. Still, you know. <laughs> can I borrow your knees? You don't like slappy on that. <laughs> No, slappies are, like, too connected to ramp skating. I can't fuck with them. <laughs> yeah, wow. man, I was just fucking, man, I can't slappy either. I never learned how to slappy. I just learned a couple of years ago, so <laughs> there's always time. It, it's But would it be, like, okay, but, but like that park in Barcelona, like 
all those super, super simple spots, something, but just like well-made, like high quality concrete, like good, like nice flat ground, clean trash cans, a water fountain for Christ's sake, like, like real facilities, but it doesn't have to be too much. Or even just take a, a disused basketball court and put some stuff on there, like, or, or, or put some nice ledges, like, yeah, I mean, they could just put a path in a city park that already has those facilities, and then you'd have like one of the best skate parks in the world. There's just like two ledges on a path, and you could film there and hang out in the shade and use the bathroom. And maybe there's like a street vendor selling ice cream. It'd be great, but nobody nobody's ready to do that. Why? It's so simple, and it's also it's it's cost effective. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like Patrick said. Like we need or we would need city planners people like on that level that can translate the street skater speak to these like normie city council folk or whatever and like that's, that's that's another the, thing yeah. too the folks who are able to attend city council meetings they tend to skew in a certain demographic you know <laughs> they're older wealthier whiter and it's really 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 difficult to find a city in america where you know you can attend public comment without having to take time off work. It's like, why is this like 2.30 in the afternoon? You know, y'all talking about, it could be a rec center. It could be uh, a- Save the rec center. (laughs) (laughs) Save the China banks. Maybe we need to get out there with some flyers like in Back to the Future. (laughs) Let them go, that's what I say. (laughs) So wave goodbye. Wave goodbye to the China banks. And uh, should we talk about the New America video? We yeah, let's let's, let's talk about this. 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 You can go with this. You can get with this or uh, you can get with something else. Uh, last week, America dropped this, their new skate video, which sees John Minor back at the helm of an America video project. Uh, puts Figgy and new creature fiend Colin Provost at the center stage. Jason, what do you think? This is like outside your wheelhouse a bit. Yeah, um, totally. Outside my wheelhouse, I'm, I was seeing green, seeing green through the whole video. But, you know, for what these guys do, like, it was pretty sick. Like, I kind of got into the whole stoner metal vibe. Like, over the summer, I, I tried to make some stoner metal music. Like, I, t- I tuned my guitar down to, like, B. I was trying to play this crowbar song, and, like, I must not have had the right setup because I could, like, feel my amp start to, like, melt down. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I'm just going to tune it back to regular tuning. But yeah, for what these guys do, it was pretty sick. Um, These ditches look fun as shit. Like, I wish I could skate them. Like, where are they? Like, where in the world is there, like, a perfect downhill ditch that's, you know, pretty mellow with, like, a ledge on top? Like, that seems insane to me. Yeah, and there's, like, handfuls of them. Yeah. Come to California and bring some rain while you're at it. <laughs> it's going to fill up those ditches. Yeah, all those spots are here. I don't know, Jason. So it is outside your wheelhouse, but I mean, it was short. It was 18 minutes. So did you at least feel like, all right, you know, I could get into this. Like you wouldn't yeah. be mad if this was on at, the, at a shop. No, I wouldn't be mad. Like I like there's minimal slow motion or maybe no slow motion. Um, kid from the beach, Chris Weimer, you know, you got to back anyone from the beach. So Virginia Beach. So that was sick. Colin Provost, even though Provider is a horrible nickname, like he kind of changed his shit up. He didn't do any of those like crazy boned out tricks over a 10 foot fence out of a ditch. You know what I mean? He kind of like varied his shit up. So that was cool. He did Wally out of a ditch to tailside on a fence. 
So yeah, I saw that. He's staying cool. on brand. Yeah, one thing that felt weird was like, I almost felt like, a, like I wanted to do a drinking game. You know, like if you see like a three-quarter shirt, you drink. Metallica shirt, and an obvious Metallica shirt too, drink. Um, and then of course like anonymous, like kind of stoner rock, uh, drink twice. But like that's America's thing. And I think, I don't know, I, I've, I've given them a hard time, but you know, it, it's like, that's their lane. Like this is what they do. And John Minor is, John Minor is amazing. He is, but what's, it's frustrating that, uh, you know, he put in so much work into peace and then everybody peaced. Like <laughs> nobody cared. Like that video was actually really, really good. And you've just kind of forgotten about it because everybody who was, who helped make it as good as it was is no longer on the team. And, you know, we're 20 something years into Element being the super mall company. And it's unfortunate that somebody like John Minor, um, you know, his work is lost to that. Like that, that, when was the last time somebody bought up an Element video past, was it like Third Eye View or Element World Tour? Right. The, the era of selling a video is gone. You know, like Supreme can do it and that's about it. And we're all going to pirate that shit anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you get it how you live. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's what the problem with Peace was is just like people didn't get a chance to see it. So I think posting the video on Thrasher is just what you have to do now if you want people to see your video. And that's kind of mm -hmm. the point of making a video is to have people see it get stoked on the riders and hopefully buy product from those people. Yeah. There was two things I noticed. Um, what was weird was like the titles kept changing with every name that they showed. And that was very distracting. That's oh, America's like, thing. Like everybody gets their own font or like their own logo with their name. Word. Yeah. yeah I don't like it, <laughs> but that's just, that's just me. And then also spanky, like what a career arc and that, that slappy, that front side slappy. Oh. Yeah, that that slappy. Uh, I don't know if it went viral, but it should have because it was pretty insane. He's amazing. He like, especially after that epically later where he, he talked about how dark his life got and just kind of clawing his way back. And now he's a husband and father, skating real well. He is just so awesome. He is. He, it's always a pleasure to watch him skate, and it's even more awesome watching him mature. And like, it's like, what a, what a winning combination, like John Minor and Spanky and shout out to Dakota Servold too. And actually it was like, it was a good video. It's just like the t-shirt game was trash. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, first of all, Spanky, like my brother in sobriety, you know, it's good to see him still ripping and doing like tech shit, being like 30 something, 40 something, whatever. But yeah, the t-shirts were crazy. Well, first of all, uh, Justin Figueroa's vintage t-shirt game is crazy. The best one was, I think, he had some, like, Tina Turner, like, 80s tour shirt or something. That was pretty wild. But, um... Uh, sure okay, that's badass. Paid, like, 80 bucks for. Yeah, <laughs> at least. That's so corny. How are you going to pay... At the bottom end. <laughs> yeah. But it's Tina Turner. But, like, you know, like, you know, like there's that, that con you know, like, there's that contingent of... It's definitely, like, weird dudes, but, like, guys who are trying to be weird not actually weird and i know y'all know the difference mm -hmm. um like they, first it was like with the wolf t-shirts and then it was like uh vintage eric clapton or vince gill i'm just like y'all ain't serious are you <laughs> or like even worse is like there's like a, a newer trend too like you see it on on depop and uh a little bit on ebay but like a lot of folks who thrift on instagram like Marlboro gear, like vintage Marlboro and Joe Camel shirts. I'm just like, just dog, no. <laughs> I'm all right with a Joe Camel. That's like, uh, 
That's like my hometown mascot. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Winston-Salem. aka Camel City. Shout out to all wait, my Camel City listeners. Wait, wait, is there like like a, you know like those great uh, pen and pixel, uh, no limit, and you know New Orleans rap late '90s, early 2000s style uh, rap albums? Is there like a Camel City? Like, is there that? Because that could be cool. I don't think so. That would be cool. But uh, yeah, going back to t-shirts for a little bit, like yeah, that t-shirt was sick. But I kind of had an anxiety attack seeing that many t-shirts with stretched out collars. Yeah, like, not a good look. They all just look filthy, <laughs> especially Figgy. That's his brand, though, you know? Come on. Yeah. I know he comes from a good home in, in Southern California, you know? Like, he doesn't have to be so dirty. <laughs> Wearing $80 Tina Turner shirts. Like, <laughs> dude. Slumming it, literally. <laughs> I will say he was ripping, though. I love the way he 5-0's handrails. It looks so unhinged, but he yeah. rides away. It's so sick. Yeah, it looks like he's almost like about to die, like during yeah. the whole trick. Yeah, and he kind of did die on that nose grind, so it's like, yeah, you know, it, the fear is warranted. <laughs> you know what? I think, um, I think the reason why I've, I've kind of started to warm to warm to America videos edits is because I guess I'm, I guess I feel like I'm mentally preparing myself for the return of that type of skating, like big rails tight pants disgusting t-shirts <laughs> like i don't it is not my type of skating uh i definitely cannot and never have been able to skate like that but i don't know like i would love for skateboarding to say permanently swaggy circa 1998 you know ralph Lauren, all ralph everything but you know skateboarding is cyclical and trends come and go and i definitely think that there's about to be We've joked about it. Now I'm not joking. Kind of like a few years ago, I remember laughing with friends like, yo, new metal is going to come back and everyone's going to be buying seven string guitars and wearing Jankos. Lo and behold, mm-hmm. Jankos are back. People are unironically into Limp Biscuit. Well, I mean, pressure flips are, all, are already back, Koji, uh, from this video. Oof. They've, been, they've been back for a minute. Yeah, how are you going to have a trick that's gone in and out of style twice within one lifetime? <laughs> I mean, that's pressure flips. They're just. A bad trick. It's like a bad penny. Keeps keeps coming back. <laughs> it might be like the like this might be the end of pressure flips coming back. I don't know. They might be getting ready for a third time. Oh, that's weird. Is it like, is it gonna be like a bunch of YouTube kids like, hey, what's up, guys? Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. I'm gonna show you how to do a pressure flip. It's really easy. Oh, that's oh, I've no <laughs> doubt that there's like a hundred videos like that. Yeah, that probably already exists. <laughs> it's like just scoop your foot like here. Uh, this is a really cool like '90s trick. It was before I was born, um, but yeah, we're gonna try it. <laughs> but it, it's weird. Like, I also think like 18 minutes is the perfect length for this type of skating because I can't sit through an hour of watching like oh somebody running up some stairs, turning around, going for the big trick. You know, obligatory like hug and dap. Like, come on, guys, like celebrate some other way. Yeah, this is yeah, a tight I mean, little package. Okay. You know, like you got. It's it's basically a Figgy Provost vehicle with a little help from a bunch of, you know, everybody else has, like, maximum five tricks. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is, here's the thing, 18 minutes is about the time it takes to get ready to go skating, wouldn't you say? Like, to get showered, dressed, you know, a little cup of coffee, something like that. Like, this is, like, a good, like, put this on, like, while you're getting ready or about to go skating, right? I mean, for me, yeah. it's, like... Fill up the water bottle and like hit the road. 
You don't ease into it, huh? No. Oh, man, I have to get um, water, like a banana, shirt for after, um, like a towel if I'm going to be going somewhere after, and I can't, like, take a shower at the gym. Like, that's, like, old production. Wait, like, uh, what kind of shirt? What are you talking, like, if you're, like, going out, going out, or just, oh, like, no, just, clean just tea? another Yeah, just another T-shirt. Okay. Okay. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, like, a couple other things. Like, John Dixon is, like, the – wolverine of skating just like without his overall like vibe and shit like he dresses like every wolverine scene where he's like in a bar <laughs> in, uh the yukon territory <laughs> so that, that guy's still doing it also it was, i think yeah figgy 50 50 this rail from the virtual reality slam section which is kind of cool to see again nice um okay so who is skateboarding's gambit then Gambit, um, Jordan Trahan, maybe someone from Louisiana. Isn't that that's uh, the the handle Wavy Troll Baby, right? Yeah, 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 Philly, yeah maybe, maybe Philly. Yeah, maybe either Philly or Jordan. Because um, because remember, like there was that that meme that was going around for some time of uh, Gambit playing basketball in a do rag. <laughs> I missed that. We'll link that one in the show notes for sure. Nineties X Men. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. You know, like speaking about like uh, the New Orleans cats who are amazing and humidity is a sick shop. How come we can't get more videos out of a place like New Orleans? Like the frustrating thing about watching these American videos, and it's probably big California bias. You know, tomorrow marks my uh, seven years in LA, but like I've seen a million of these spots in video. Like like there's a whole but it's so nondescript and it's od frustrating. I mean, it almost feel like I feel like I don't know. Maybe like maybe we need to make them skate bylaws and be like like this type of like footage is banned. Like just like a list, like like all these kids joking about Forbidden Fourteen. Like I want like a bunch of forbidden spots. Oh, you mean like spots that are played out? Spots like uh, not just like a, like a single like oh handrail. I'm talking about like whole schoolyards. Like no, just like nope, can't go there. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times California looks pretty boring. I actually stopped watching a video today. It was just like. California spots and I was like uh, this is now I want to spend my time so yeah but I, I didn't I didn't find these spots to be too um I didn't have a problem with them I don't know it, it's and I have mixed feelings about the uh the stoner rock because uh I, I like me some Fu Manchu but this like I don't know like what okay what would have been what would have been a more interesting soundtrack and um we can't say like Wu Tang deep cuts, <laughs> like no killer bees. It would not have fit this skating, but just something else. Yeah, the thing about the stoner rock is that it's it's like so anti cinematic. You know, like I don't even know where the where the songs begin and end. There's no like ups and downs, nothing to edit to. It's just like white noise, kind of. Yeah, it, there's no like. It's not like verse, bridge, chorus. Uh, you know, guitar solo. Right, like I could never imagine anybody yeah. listening to any of these songs and be like, "Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my video part to this song. Like, I'm gonna put the slow mos here, little intro clip here. Oh, and like this is where the ender is. Like, because that's how I listen to songs. I'm like, oh shit, like this song is cinematic. Like, I can see like the like dramatic roll up shots here. Like, you know, this is where the lines go. But with the Stoner Rock, it's just all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, actually, that the. The last song I kind of fucked with, and I was like kind of sampling that band's discography, like leading up here, like, like Denova or something. 
Was it Denova or Dead Metal? There's definitely no, a Dead Metal it song wasn't, in here. No, it wasn't Dead Metal. It was it was Denova or something like that. They're from uh, Portland, apparently. So Temple Inn, there you should go check them out. Sure. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you, I guess like that actually kind of like makes me think about when I went to see uh, America's album. Skating was amazing. The music, I was just like, somebody paid money for this. I think with with albums, somebody did not pay money for that. I mean, wasn't it all like skater made music or something like that? Skater made so okay. So, but somebody had to pay studio time and such. I would have been like, just spend the extra money and like try to license something. Like, okay, this like a excuse me, America's this probably like if you would soundtrack this to some some Sabbath, that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> but it would have been it would have been od. But you know that's impossible. Like it, it ain't happening. You know, and Sabbath is probably like played out by now as far as skate videos. I think. Yeah, but then it has Ozzy. Well, okay, Ozzy music solo? supervision is really hard. And I think sometimes, oh, yeah. like, with the uh, Adidas video, you know, like, they had, like, Snoop Dogg and they had some other shit where it was, like, it was, like, you guys had too much money to spend. Like, <laughs> you know, like, we're not supposed to have music of that caliber in a skate video. You know, like, it, like I feel like music supervision is kind of, like, a way to, like, show off your taste. And mm-hmm. if you're going to just you know pick snoop dogg's number one hit that's like basically you're calling yourself out as pretty basic chuggy even <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna join in and making that a thing <laughs> you're right you're right um but there's there is a way to do it better there is always there's always better music out there and and i think maybe that's like maybe that's the thing it's kind of like um soul tech right now kind of feels like uh a student who you were like OD frustrated with, and they're finally back to like pulling C's, but you know they're capable of so much better. You know, like this yeah, to me I mean, was this is like a solid B minus right here. If we're talking like if we're talking about like this is grading this like a paper, I'm like much improved. You know, like I'm actually using green ink on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we were pumped on that as your video from a few months ago for sure. That thing was rad. Yeah, the inconsistency is wild, though. Like, yeah, you know, or maybe like, do we have to just kind of uh, accept the fact that they will never hit it out of the park like they did with High Five or Manic Mahdi or like Stay Gold? I mean, it, it's like just like with the spots. There's churn and like brands come and go, and like you know, it's it's somebody else's turn. America had their time. Who who's next? Last she resort. Was? The last resort video will be sick for sure. True, but here's the thing, like, America is a skater-owned company, like, they could be doing that, America could be, like, signing a bunch of cool people who wear, like, flowy, baggy pants and uh, skate to the cry and homage to H Street, like, America could be doing all of that. Well, Jordan Powell had cool pants. That's one. That's (laughs) one person. The whole team has got to be fresh. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, I think that they probably are, like, this is our lane, we've got our, like loyal fan base they like leo romero and eric winkowski and whoever else like we can't switch it up too much why the hell not there's more to skateboarding than orange county i don't know i think that's a that's a big leap and a a big risk i think when there's money on the line risk is uh pretty scary this is a very good point but also what do they have to lose i mean with with all of the the churn and the the big cuts at companies like nike and adidas you know, they could clean up, you know, just all Soul Tech has to do is put the right crew on flow. Next thing you know, boom, 
Yeah, I think that's easier said than done, but I know they'd be stoked to get some uh, fresh blood in there that's going to propel America into the future. Which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Well, we talked about uh, China Banks saying goodbye, but there's another San Francisco institution that is still there. Hopefully we'll be around for decades uh, centuries to come that is venture trucks stoked on them of course also stoked on a little article in uh, the new york times magazine by skate twitter homie willie staley about the sopranos kind of like oh we're actually on the eve of the sopranos prequel coming out in like an hour while we're recording this so kind of tied in with that about kind of how about the sopranos have taken on like a new life on twitter like everyone posting the picture of like uh, christopher with the neck brace and everything so it was super well written, stoked on that. Also stoked on the new uh, Etienne Gagné part over on Quarter Snacks. Kind of has like a, a throwaway vibe, like a broken kind of vibe, but it was still sick because like that guy uh, like looks good as shit on the board regardless. So definitely stoked on that. Uh, Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? Uh, I am also stoked on that Sopranos prequel. Uh, I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels. And I'm actually kind of stoked on 1991 nostalgia especially with all of the uh remembrances and think pieces about the release of nevermind screamadelica uh and a ton of other albums that dropped all within a few months of each other uh loveless too uh i'm stoked uh for my man paul young aka hit you off management uh who got married today shout out to my man mazel tov yeah yeah Uh, a man who single-handedly single-handedly carried the Sopranos into North Jersey and suburban New York skateboarding. That, that's all him. That's Paul Young. That's the dude. Um, and speaking of weddings, uh, my wife and I celebrated our third anniversary earlier this week. And like I mentioned earlier, uh, tomorrow marks my seven years in L.A. So I'm probably going to listen to some Jane's Addiction and then watch the Sopranos prequel, maybe even get some Gabagool. Uh, Templeton, what are you stoked on? Well, it's getting colder up here in Oregon, so uh, it's kind of a recurring theme for me. I am stoked on wool socks and my wool sweater. Can't recommend it enough. I'm sure I'll be stoked on that again later as it gets even colder. Other than that, I'm stoked on candy corn pumpkins. It's the best way to consume candy corn. That's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about, uh, but not all of the China Banks clips. Not going to dig for those. Uh, and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Patrick, where can the people find you? Okay, y'all can find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks, or you can find me on Instagram at P Kigongo, and also on Clubhouse. Uh, we still got to do something on Clubhouse. Jason, where can the people find you on the Bob Digital Internet? On the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on Instagram at FrozenCarbonite. And writing stuff for quarterstacks.com. New stuff very soon. Definitely sooner rather than later. Dublin, where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding and on Twitter at Mostly Skate. See you guys next week. Later. Stay safe.